Welcome to the Wake Up Podcast. I am so excited that you're here. Listen, these podcasts are best listened to in the morning because we are waking up not only our bodies from sleeping, but we're waking up our minds. We're waking up our focus. We're waking up our calling and we are following the breadcrumbs that God has left for us throughout the day over our life to tell us exactly what to do next. So stop saying that you don't know what to do. Stop feeling overwhelmed. Stop living in the valley and start walking into your calling. So I'm so excited you're here. Welcome to the show. Yesterday was the summit. And although my part and everyone else's part of speaking was pre-recorded, which I thought was really great because it helped to not have as many technological issues as you can when it's live, you know, like, okay, let me switch. Hello. Can you hear me? Are you there? Oh, you're on mute, unmute. Okay. Can you hear me? Oh, your service is bad. Now you're glitching. Like now they let, you know, there's just like so many unknowns and with 14 speakers from around the world, like you know, you can't really have that many issues. So I think that Ashley did a phenomenal job. She was the host. I literally just met her last week when she asked me to speak. And I love saying yes to things because it allows me to experience something different. And I feel like the more that I can experience, the more I can learn and the more that I can grow and the more thoughts that come into my mind, Um, the more creativity that comes into my mind. So I'm always trying to learn and grow and get better at something, um, which I think is a really great way to live, obviously, but you can't take it overboard and become a perfectionist. And, you know, you have to give yourself grace and know that you're always growing, but you won't be growing as fast as you want to. And it probably won't feel like you want it to be, but, you know, constantly growing is such a good thing. And so when I said yes to Ashley, I, I knew what to expect. And she told me like, this is, this is what we want. We want women sharing, <coughs> sorry, sharing their vulnerable stories. We want women being raw, talking about what they've overcome. And so I knew that, but what I didn't know is that by saying yes to this, that I would experience a huge charge and a huge growth spurt. Um, I was just saying yes, because I felt like God was like, yes, like somebody who is going to listen to this needs to hear what you have to say. Like, that's really just, I was like, okay, I'm going to show up for them. And that's the only reason why I showed up was for like the one person that I'm like, okay, God, obviously you want me to give someone a message. And so what I experienced though, was so many things Um, so much validation that I'm on the path that I'm supposed to be on that I have had thoughts years ago. Thank you, April. I had, you guys all said so many like beautiful, great things when it was, when it was being streamed. I was like, oh my gosh, this is like, I was just like sitting there like, oh my gosh, like this is like the sweetest thing just to know that I showed up. It's the greatest thing. Like when you push yourself to show up. So maybe you're like pushing yourself to show up and do a live, or you're making a post like selling your product, or you're, um, you're going to show up and you're just going to start being more confident. Like however you're showing up, um, it's always cool when you actually push yourself to show up and then you see the fruits of that. You see like, oh my gosh, look at that. I changed someone's life. Or I, that person said like, oh, this is exactly what I needed to hear. 
or someone was like, oh, thank God you posted about your makeup because I've been looking for makeup and I can't wait to like you. Thank you. Like you just literally saved me. Like there are those people out there and we have to find them, but the devil makes us think that they're not out there. And he's like, nobody's, nobody's listening to you. Nobody's going to buy what you're doing. Nobody cares to be your friend. Nobody wants to get closer to you. No, like the devil just wants us isolated because if we're isolated, then we can't really hear any advice. We can't get mentored. We can't be loved on. We can't hear the truth. When you're by yourself, all you're looking through is your own lens of emotion and perspective. Like that's it. When you're alone, you only have your opinion. You don't have anyone else's opinion around you, which can be good. And we've talked about that before, like getting alone with God when you have to make a decision. I talked about that yesterday, but it also can be really bad if you're in a bad place. Because when you're going through a bad spot, everything annoys you. Like every person annoys you, even people that you used to love, like irritate you. You just, you don't want to connect. You, you don't want to be around people. You don't want to answer the phone. You don't want to talk to anyone. And so it's hard to fight that flesh because it's such a strong desire. Like I do not want to be around people. But the Bible and experience tells you that when you finally do get around other people that are good for you and can give you good advice and can get you out of your head and can be there as a friend and loving, and they can help you out of this valley state a lot faster than if you were on your own. But you don't have to be in the valley to have these thoughts. Like I, I'm not in the valley currently, and I am still hearing these thoughts like very quietly, but they're still there. Um, sometimes they're so loud, like Terry, you said, you're hearing them now. Sometimes they're so loud, like so loud, like, um, and realize, like realize what's triggering the loudness. So there is a volume on this. Something is bumping the volume and pushing it up. So like something that bumps the volume and turns up this voice in my head, like you can't do it. You suck. It's never going to happen. What's something that I'm doing is comparison when I'm just scrolling Instagram and there's two different times that I'm scrolling Instagram. One, I'm scrolling like just for fun. And I'm usually looking at like funny videos, um, you know, all kinds of stuff. And then I also will be scrolling because I'm looking for content ideas or I'm looking for like, okay, I need to, I need to do some reels. So gosh, what can I do? Okay, let me go and research. And so I will look at certain hashtags. I'll look at certain people's accounts. I'll scroll through. And when I'm doing that, I start to compare myself. And I start like, oh my gosh, look how good she is with that. Or her stuff is so cute. Look at me. And then I try to do it. The worst is when I'm like, okay, I'm going to recreate this in my own way. And I go to redo the reel and I'm doing it. And it's like, it's just sucking. Like I just like cannot be a good enough copycat. And so I'm, I'm mad at myself. And then a lot of times, like I'll literally just stop filming reels and I'll be like, I can't do this right now. Like I need to come back. I need to do this at a different time. So if you break that down, what's happening is one, God is trying to give me original ideas that are better than being a copycat. 
not saying you can't, you know, use the audio and do a trending dance. Like, of course, that's what, that's what TikTok, that's what Instagram is. Like, it's supposed to be fun. But when you're so focused on, I need to be like someone else, I need to be like her. I need to do this like her. You're just trying to be a copycat and you will still just be a copycat. Even if you're the best, you're still going to be the best copycat. Why not be the best you? So what's triggering me to have negative thoughts is comparing myself to someone else, which is actually, if you can see, this is what's called standing in your own way. It's what's called self-sabotage that we talked about yesterday is you are the problem. You are the problem. And that might be harsh to say, I'm saying it to myself. I am the problem. I am exactly where I am right now because of me, because I'm not getting what God wants me to get. I'm not figuring it out. I'm not growing. I'm not learning from my stake mistakes. Like I should. The only thing that's keeping me where I am is where I am. I know for a fact that God has not made me a millionaire yet because I can't even man manage a thousand dollars. And God is like, oh no, sister, if I give you a million dollars, it's going to destroy your marriage. It's going to destroy your relationship with yourself. It's going to destroy your relationship with me. And so God knows, no, I'm not buying that for you. I'm not giving that to you. Just like we would say to our 16 year old who wants a brand new Corvette. No, I'm not buying you a brand new Corvette. You're going to kill yourself or you'll kill someone else. You're 16. You're not responsible enough. No. And we say that because we love our kids. We're not trying to be mean and hold gifts back from them and blessings back from them and make them drive a beater and do like, we're not trying to be cruel. We're doing it because we have this genuine explosive love for our kids, just like God has for us. He is telling us no, because we are not ready. He knows we cannot handle it. If the sales came in today, if you had a hundred sales right now, could you keep up? Probably not. When I ran a network marketing business, I would ask the question to people that would be so frustrated why they weren't ranking up. They were so frustrated. They couldn't figure out why they weren't. They wanted these promotions. They wanted to make money. And I, and I would ask them questions and try to figure out why they weren't ranking up. And when I would ask them, tell me this, tell me the first 10 steps to signing someone up and launching them in their business. And, and on my team, we had a six steps to duplication. And so I would say to some people, like name the six steps of duplication. And when they were trained and they joined, they had that. It was a pinned post in the group. It was the first thing that they had to read. That's what I tagged them in when they first signed an ambassador or when they first joined, like they saw it, it was there. People acknowledged it. But then when I said, tell me how to sign someone up and get their business launched, they didn't know the first steps. And so what's holding you back from ranking up in your company isn't the fact that you can't attract anyone. It's the fact that you're standing in your own way and blocking it because you have a fear that you won't be able to help someone be successful. And so you're actually not going as hard as you should. And you're blocking it. And so this happens with everyone at every single stage. So could you, if you want to make a million dollars, or let's say your goal is six figures. Are you ready to receive $100,000 right now? Are you at April? Yes, 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 I'm ready. 
God, did you hear her? I'm ready. Did you hear me? <laughs> Bring it down. Make it rain. But are, is your is your house in order? Are your better yet? Are your habits in order? Like, are you acting like someone who makes six figures? I'm not saying like be stuck up and you know act all hoity toity and and all that. But are you acting like someone who has that? Like, are you acting in a way where that money will still want to hang out with you? Or is it only going to hang out with you for a very short time and it's going to leave you? I know for me that if I received $100,000 right now, I would spend it very fast. Like I could spend it in one day. Like I could do that and I could justify, and I'm not saying I'm going to blow it on thousand dollar pair of shoes. I'm just saying that I can justify the money and make it sound like it's responsible. Like there are things that our family needs, like the kids need Easter outfits, but do they? Yes. I just sold my husband on this over the weekend. I was like, yes, say it with me. Yes. We're buying them Easter outfits. Yes. We're all going to match. Yes. But really I'm, I'm praying every single day for financial maturity. Every day I write it down in my, in my devotional in the morning, financial maturity, help me be financially mature. I sometimes like this morning, I, cause I'm supposed to go get my nails done today. And God's been telling me, save your money, save your money. Stop it. Stop. He's been telling me this for literally my entire life. And I have finally come to the point to realize that the reason why I'm not getting more success is because I'm not ready for it. Not only with my financial maturity, but with my own maturity, um, with my own mindset, like, you know, what comes with success, right? Like what comes with success is more people exposed to you, more people watching you, more people following you. You know what happens with more people? There's more opinions. And not everybody's going to like you. So when you're in front of 100,000 people and you start getting the comments of nasty things about you or things that you're saying or bad reviews about your product you sell, or you know how hard that is when you wake up and someone sends you an email and they demand a refund and how dare you and how could you like, I've been in business for myself for seven years. It happens all the time. There were people who were begging me to join my team and then were cussing me out two weeks later and telling me that I didn't help them and, and I'm not who I say I am. And it happens. And especially if you're dealing with a group of people, if your ideal group of people that you're trying to attract, if those people are broken, um, a lot of times we're just selling like, um, like products that are like, if it doesn't matter, like if you, obviously if you're selling like mental health products, CBD oil, like something that helps mental health, you're dealing with people who's, who are mentally broken and unstable and back and forth. Like I know, cause I was that person. So one minute it's like, you're the victim next minute. You're the, the devil, the, I mean, it's, it's so tough dealing with people that are like for a while, my ideal person was a burnt out network marketer who needed this to work, who was back was against the wall. Like if this doesn't work, 
right now I'm going to lose it all. Well, you know what happens when you target that type of person? All of those people need a microwave answer. They need help now. This needs to work today. And if it doesn't, um, hello, I want my money back. Or I would get texts that's like, you know what? I'm applying what you're saying. It's not working. This was a waste of money. I, it's not, you know, it's not going how it is. And then when I would start asking questions and I would start to see their insights are up, like they're all in the green when they started sending me screenshots of those. It was just their perspective. They were just burnt out. They were just in a place or they would say all these things. And then like three days later, they would message me and be like, you know what? I am, I am so sorry. Like, I am so sorry. I was having a day. It was, it was a tough day for me. I, you know, I'm, I appreciate your help because your perspective changed because that emotion went away and now you're seeing through a different set of lenses. And that's exactly what we have all the time. Like you're, that's why you're irritated with your husband one second where you feel like you could just strangle him. And then in the next day, you're like exploding with love and just feel so grateful that you have this husband. Like it's literally one day people, like he hasn't changed. Like he's the same, he's the same person, the good and the bad, but what is it? It's what you're focusing on. And it's your emotion that you're in. It's your perspective. And that's how it is. Even with business. When I realized that, that my <laughs> one hour, April, when I realized that my mindset and what I thought of and what I focused on was the ticket is when everything started to change for me. Because naturally I'm a very negative person. I'm a very like, I don't like people like my flesh, like my original flesh growing up. I didn't like people. I felt very irritated with people all the time. I saw the bad in everyone. I saw the bad in everything. I was super judgmental. I compared myself to everyone. I was insecure. And this is kind of how things were. And so naturally my thoughts were, mm, good for her, must be nice. Or, yep, of course she would do that. Or she's not even good at that. That won't last. She's going to fail. Or, oh yeah, good try, Taryn, but it's not good enough. And we'll never, you really think you're going to be like someone like that. You're not like that. That's not who you are. You're never going to be successful. You're never going to do it. That is just literally like my natural flesh talk in my mind. Like that's how I talk. And so I had to force myself to change my thinking. I had to force it. Like I couldn't, it just didn't come natural. I had to do everything that I could to change this about myself so that it was there. Alicia, do you want to say something? Oh, I don't think she can hear. I thought she was unmuted. I thought she just unmuted, but she's um, connecting to audio. So that's why I didn't have a little microphone. Um, but there are a lot of ways that you can do that and you can change your mindset. It happens over time. But learning to focus on the good and focus on the positive, the best way to start that is what I shared yesterday about affirmations, making a list of 10 to 20 things that you hate about yourself inside and outside and everything about you, write as many as you can think of, and then flip them all to positives saying, I am, I am a respectful wife who doesn't have an attitude. Like, I have, 
I have so much patience with my kids. Skylar came in our room this morning and she wanted to watch the TV in my room. And I said, no, you can't watch the TV in my room because I'm spending time with Jesus right now. And she said, what you're reading your Bible. And I said, no, this isn't my Bible. I'm, I'm talking to God and I'm asking him to help mommy with her day-to-day and to have more patience. And she says, she said, you don't have patience. You're just a normal mom. You're not a doctor. And I was like, it like took a second. And then I was like, oh, she means like patience. Like, like I have patience waiting for me. And she's like, you're just a normal mom. You don't have patience. I'm like, this is why I'm praying for them, dear. <laughs> this is why I need the help. But you can do it. And I would write that. Like, I am a patient mom. I give grace to my kids well. I forgive. You know how hard that is? You know, when your kids are just being like, just so nasty. They're either having like a bad attitude. They're being disrespectful. They're being unkind. They're just doing something where you're like, this is not how I raised you. Like this isn't what is happening right now. And it's so easy, especially if your kid keeps getting in trouble or they keep screwing up. It's really easy to like, not like them. I'm just going to be honest. Like there are days where I'm like, I'm really struggling to like this child. Like I don't even like to spend any time around him or her. And I don't even want him around me. Like, it's very easy to say that, but do you know that that's not what we're supposed to do? Do you know that God doesn't do that to us when we are disobedient and we keep doing the wrong things and we keep going deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper into the Valley. Like, let's say you're like low key drinking and then you're drinking a little more than you should. And then you're drinking a little more and now you are drinking during the day and you know, deep down in your head, like I should not be doing this. I should not be drinking this much. Or maybe it's like over the summer and you're like out and you're like drinking on Friday. Now you're drinking on Saturday and Sunday and Monday. And you're like, oh, like you just start drinking more. You know, in you that you shouldn't be like, you feel guilty for doing it. Like you're like, this isn't good. Like, and there's usually bad things that are coming out of it. Like you're fighting with your spouse, you're spending too much money, you're doing dumb things that you're embarrassed by, that you're like out of character for you, that you just can't believe you're acting this way. So there's signs of it too, but you keep doing it and you keep doing it and you keep doing it and you know it's wrong. And there are signs saying, stop, warning, warning, ouch, there's tension. It's like starting to get really hard and you still, but you're still going down the path. How do you think God feels about us? Like, he's like, hello. And then better yet, we're on our knees being like, Lord, please help me. Help me in this life. Help me. I really want to be successful. I want, why is my marriage failing? What now you start praying for all of the warning signs and tensions that are all happening because you're being disobedient and you're not doing what you should. So again, self-sabotage, standing in your own way. You are ruining it for yourself. God is saying, I have, amazing things planned for you. I have a specific strategy already mapped out for you to get the absolute best blessings in your life you could ever imagine, ever. Your ideal dream life times a million. Things that you could be doing, ways that you could feel, lives that you could be impacting, things that you haven't even begun to think about, 
God says, I have them for you if you follow my ways. And so my goal is to help people follow his ways and really see in real life what it means to do that. Because it's easy to play God and to play relationship when things are going good. Like we get our dream job or we get a loan approval or we're uh, in a really good place with our relationships. Things are just like going good. You know, when things are just like cruising, you're like, things are good right now. Things are good. Now don't anticipate them to go bad because that's what the world says. Like, oh, the calm before the storm. It's all going to go to crap. Like it's not, it really is not. You don't have to think like, wow, it's been good for like two weeks. So like any minute now, someone's going to like lose it. No, you, when you're walking with God and you're doing what you should, the trials and tribulations you face really don't feel that hard. Even if what you're going through is so hard, the loss of a loved one, a bad diagnosis, a sick child. When you're with God, the circumstances really don't change besides it's God's call even louder to say, come to me, come to me, all who are weary. So people find Jesus when they're at the bottom of the pit, because there is nowhere else to go. They have tried everything. They have burned every bridge. They've exhausted every single effort. And they're like, I surrender. You know what? I give up. I, nothing works in my way. And I feel like that's how I was. I feel like those people are just like the super proud people that are like, I'm going to do this. Like they're just driven and it's going to happen. And I'm going to make this happen because you can't learn from other people's mistakes and you can't take other people's advice. You have to experience it. You have to hit rock bottom. You have to open your eyes and realize that there's nowhere else to go, but up. So when you're there, you don't have to meet God at rock bottom. You don't have to lose it all and burn every bridge and exhaust every effort to find Jesus and to surrender and live your life for him. We just choose to do that because it's our flesh saying like, no, I'm going to go down with a fight. I can do this. And I, I recently been studying a lot about the devil and what he wants and, and how he wants it. So I don't know if you guys know this story or not, but the devil used to be an angel. Okay. You might've heard that before. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. I, I had heard that at one point. Well, he thought that his way was better than God's way. And he was like, we don't, we don't need to listen to this guy. Like, we don't need to listen to God. We, we know what's right. And so he started convincing other angels to follow him and to agree with this belief of we can do it in our own strength. We don't need him. We can go out and do it. And so he recruited a bunch of people. So Let's just put that into perspective. A corrupt thing can then corrupt other things around it. So if you're hanging out with corruption, it's going to happen. We know this. We don't let our kids hang out with people. If you know some kid is selling weed at school in the middle school and his, um, he's moving around to different houses and he's, I, we, we can witness to him. We can invite him to church. We can love on him. He can come to our house, but you're not going over there. You're not, you're not doing that. I'm not putting you in this situation to be in that influence of the world because it will corrupt. But we don't realize that for ourselves. We don't have enough self-worth or self-awareness to be like, oh, wait, wait a second. This is a really toxic relationship that I'm completely submerged in. This is a toxic friendship. This is a bad influence on my life. You don't have to tell them off. 
You don't have to block them on Facebook. You don't even have to have a conversation with them about the fact that they cannot be in your life anymore. Just don't prioritize that relationship. Just say no. Just have other things to do. Just fulfill that relationship on the phone or through FaceTime. If you have a toxic mother or a toxic sister, you don't have to go to their house and spend the weekend with them out of state because they're your sister or your mother. You can maintain the relationship on the phone through letters, through emails. You set the boundary. If you have poor boundaries and you let people walk all over you, I highly recommend reading the book Boundaries. And they have like boundaries for leaders, boundaries for parents, boundaries for teens. There's a bunch of, the, of different books. Uh, read the original boundaries book and it will give you so much freedom. You will feel so incredible when you start setting boundaries and stop letting people walk all over you. You will feel like a million bucks. You will feel so in control and you will just be able to manage your own energy better. I had to cut a lot of toxic people out of my life because my energy would change. I would wake up and be excited and happy. I would get on my morning calls. I would feel fueled. I would then go out and meet with people or call someone and I would instantly feel bad. They would nitpick me. It would be my fault. They would throw things on me, not physically. Well, my kids would, but you know, like I had to set those boundaries and it was uncomfortable and some people weren't okay with that. And some people had nasty things to say, but I have to protect me and you don't have to understand it. As long as God understands it and God agrees with it, then it's okay. So you don't need to justify yourself to other people, but whoever, whoever that needs to be said to, whoever needed to hear that, um, that was just like an added bonus. So you're welcome. Apply it. But yesterday, the number one thing that I realized, so I, my soul got more fire in it. My flame got a little brighter, but I realized the need and the importance of community, which is always been on my heart. I've always felt that way. And the number one thing that I love about network marketing is the community that it builds, that you bring all of these like-minded people together to achieve something greater. It's like being on the best team ever and you're with your friends and you're with people who you love and you're with people who love you. If you find a good company and you find a good team, there's a lot of fakeness that happens there. And a lot of pressure because it's all based on performance. But if you're in a good place, then that is so beautiful. That isn't out there in the world. The only place I've found it to be is if you plug yourself into a community on purpose, like this, like our wake up podcast, like getting on live and listening. There are millions of other communities out there on social media that you can get connected to women that are going through what you're going through, look at support groups. If you've recently lost your husband, find a support group on Facebook and join it. Join a group for widows. If your son was just diagnosed with autism, find an autism group on Facebook. If you were just diagnosed with an autoimmune disease, find a support group. You can literally just search Instagram or Facebook and just find these people and connect with them. You have to find your people. It's so important to do. When I found my people, I realized that I, I swear to you, I know it for a fact. If it wasn't for my people, I would never be where I am today. Mentally, physically, 
financially, relationally, spiritually, healthy, all of the things go back to the community that I've been surrounded with for the last seven years. It is community. You have to be around other people who want what you want. You have to, because like I said, at the beginning of this isolation is what the devil's going to use to get you alone with your own opinion, your own thoughts. That's it. What do we do when we're alone? We think, we think, and 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 we question, and we worry, and we stress, and we overthink, and we overanalyze. It's not always good to be left alone with your own thoughts. That's why I am obsessed with the tip of if you're in the valley, the best tip I can give you is to, as much as you can, listen to things that are going to give you life because you can't listen and talk at the same time. And the biggest thing you need to do when you're in the valley is shut up, shut up your mind, shut up the thoughts, shut up the devil in your ear. You need to shut him up and you can't shut him up, drown him out, turn up the volume, turn up the volume of God, turn up worship music, turn up podcasts, people speaking life into you. There's YouTube videos that you can put on that are two hours long that they on repeat have blessings over your house that just speaks blessings over your house. Do you know how powerful that is? It's a tool that we have these words in, in our hearing. We were given these things for a reason. We are called to use them for good. And if we're using them for bad to ourselves, we're totally self-sabotaging even more. It's everyone does it. Every single person has these thoughts in their head. I have talked to people that are millionaires and they have these thoughts in their head. Just because you have more money doesn't mean that anything goes away. If you're insecure when you're making $1,000, you're super insecure when you're making a million. If you have anger issues when you're making $1,000, you have bad anger issues when you're making a million dollars. If you disrespect your husband and undermine everything he says and cause conflict in your house, you are really going to do a good job at that when you become a millionaire. More money is never the answer, ever. It's not your ticket to happiness. It's not going to change everything. Now, can you do more with money? 100%. One, of course, you can give to people. You can help support other family members. You can buy the, the things that your family needs. You can spend money on experiences with your family to get closer. You can, I mean, there is a lot of greatness that you can do with money. The people that are feeding the children in the world and the people that are donating are people that are making money. Like money is a good thing. Money is not the root of evil. Obsessing about money and valuing money so much is the root of evil. Loving money is the root of evil, not making it. And until your heart is in the right place to accept this, the money will not come. And it's a good thing. You should thank God for it because the only time that you have to learn how to do this is when you're broke. The only time to learn to totally not care about money is when you're broke. Because when you are, when, when it's, I mean, there is nothing that will make you worry more than a bad diagnosis or a bad bank account. 
like two things. Your mind is just whipping with thoughts. What if this, what if it gets worse? What if I die? What about my funeral? Who's going to take care of my kids? Oh my gosh. What if he dies? And what am I going to do? And how am I going to make money? Or what if the money runs out? And what if they foreclose on our house? And what if we don't have gas and my job, I just got fired. And how am I going to pay for these bills? And what is it? And it's so easy to worry. And it's so easy to stress when things aren't going good. When things are going good, you're like, I got the joy of God. Like life is good. Gratitude list. Let me journal. I'm going to wake up. Like what a joyful day. Listen to the birds. It's easy to have that perspective when things are going good, but when things are going bad, that's when God meets us. And the only way to learn to go to God all the time is to start by going to God when you are at the end of your rope. And you'll learn, you'll start to learn like when it gets bad and it's the end of the rope and you cry out to God and you're like, okay, God, I'm going to read my Bible and I'm going to do my devotion. I'm going to wake up early. I'm going to listen to the sermons. I'm going to write out prayer lists. I'm going to start listening to you and being still and meditating and listening to your word. I'm going to prioritize that over being distracted over social media, over Netflix, over friends, over time alone, time being lazy, work. We all have them. We all have a busy life. But what do you prioritize? If you begin to prioritize that when you're not at rock bottom, you will avoid hitting rock bottom. So when things are going good and you keep staying in God's word, you don't just be like, oh, things are good. Like I'm going to go do my thing. I'm going to go work like crazy until I crash again then you're going to crash. Do you see that you're like going up and hitting rock bottom and going up and hitting rock bottom and going up and hitting rock bottom? Do you know that it takes three times longer to go up than it does to fall? So you're going up one, two, three months. Oh, finally. Oh, boom. Hit rock bottom. All right. Let's build this again. One, two, three months. Oh, hit rock bottom. You can do that for your entire life and you're never going to get past the three month mark. So instead of doing this three month build crash, three month build crash, three month build crash, why don't you try to go one day, God, one day, God, one day, God, one day, God, spending time prioritizing. And I only speak with such conviction like yesterday, listening to myself in the summit, I, my mom was on too, and my grandma, and I texted my mom and I was like, I can't believe like how bold I am. Like these things that I was saying, I was like, that's like very bold. And the reason why I was so bold and just like strong with my beliefs and just, this is how I believe one is because I actually told me just to be myself. She was like, be you. It was only her and I on the zoom. She asked me the questions and I was myself. Then when I got in front of the live audience and saw all the different types of people, all the different walks of life, all of the different stories, all of the different backgrounds, all of the different beliefs, I then was like, oh, oh my gosh, like, like these people probably are like, do not believe what I'm saying, or are they they probably like, that's a little harsh. Like maybe they're not ready to hear that. And I wanted to water myself down to not offend anyone 
when it's absolutely not what you should ever do. But do you see that when you're around people, you like try to fit in and, and mellow yourself out? It, that is the opposite thing that you should be doing in order to build a brand and make an impact online. Your volume should be so loud on your, on your truth and what you believe and what you think that you should be turning people away who do not fit into that, into that, into that mold. If you are not this, 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 and this, do not apply. Like, do not follow me if you are this, 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 and this, because you, you're not going to want to follow me. I'm probably going to offend you and I'm probably going to irritate you, but that's how you need to be. And so there are some tricks, like you can pre-record stuff. If you freak out on Instagram live and you're like, see all those people and stuff, do something different. There is no, there is no, like, you have to do it this way in order to be successful. You can be super successful without ever showing your face on Instagram. You can be super successful by ev without ever posting a reel. You can. You can be super successful without ever posting to your stories. You can. It's not a, you have to do this. You can be successful no matter how you do it. But here's the trick is that you link with God to be your true authentic self. And so this whole entire thing started because I've experienced this and I have seen it to work. I have, I have seen it. I know that God is real. I know that Jesus is the way because I have experienced it. You cannot talk me out of it. You cannot convince me that it doesn't happen, it, that he doesn't happen because I can give you thousands of things that have happened to me that I know are from God. And so it's from experience. Like the reason why you feel so bad is because you're doing things that are unnatural to your spirit. You're worshiping things that we weren't meant to worship. You're doing jobs that we weren't meant to do. You're focusing on areas that we weren't meant to focus on. And especially as women, and if you're a mother, that is the biggest area that God wants you focusing on. And yes, you might also have a job and you might have to work whether you want to or not, but is your focus on your family when you're not doing those things? Are you working jobs where you don't really have to work? Maybe you're like, I just need to get out of this house. That was me. I'm like, I, I don't know how people stay home with their kids. I would go crazy. Like, get me out of here. I need to be around adults. I need to be talking about real things. And that was my perspective. I was stressed out. I was irritated. I wanted to do my own thing. And when God changed my heart and shifted my perspective, I then started seeing things totally different. I didn't make that conscious choice. I have proven over and over and over again that I cannot change things about myself. I didn't have patience for my kids. No matter how hard I tried, I could not have patience with them. And then all of a sudden, one day, I just stopped being an angry mom. I just stopped yelling. I just stopped feeling out of control. I just, I just stopped. I just, I just changed. That didn't happen because I wanted it to happen. Like I, I wasn't just like, okay, change. Because there's a lot of things that I want to change that I can't, but God changed them in me. So if you are staying connected to who God created you to be, 
one, you have to discover it. You have none of this. You cannot build a successful ministry or business without figuring out who you're talking to, why you're talking to them. And even before that, it's figuring out who am I? Who do I want to talk to? Who do I want to help? What do I want to do? What are the talents and gifts that I have? What would I like to do? If you can't answer that question, if I were to say, if you didn't, if you could work wherever you wanted, you could do whatever you wanted to do. Money didn't matter. Who cares? Let's act like it's unlimited amounts of money. What, what would you spend your time doing? Don't even think of the money. Just think of what would you spend your time doing? What gives your soul new life? What gets you out of bed in the morning? What is something that you're like, I could do this all day long and love it. It, it just fuels me up. And I love how I feel after. If you don't know what that is, you need to discover who you are, which means removing who the world says you are. So healing your brokenness, healing your wounds, healing your trauma, healing from abuse, healing and becoming a person who forgives. Are you anxious? Are you depressed? Are you a people pleaser? Do you have poor boundaries? Do you have anger issues? Do you have addictions? You have to fix these things first, learn who you were created to be, spend time with God. That's this point that I've been at right now. Like I'm going to do as least amount of things as possible. I quit my job. I quit coaching. I quit a lot of the things that I was doing because I wanted nothing on my calendar besides spending time with my family and spending time with God. So if it wasn't those two things, you didn't really make it on the calendar. And I did everything day by day, what God wanted me to do. God, lead me, help me to follow the breadcrumbs. Bring me people that you need me to pour into or who I need for something or who need you make the perfect connections. Help me to live moment by moment, being 100% present where I am, being grateful and thankful and not worried. So the whole reason why I have take, I've taken down my course. I've shifted it. I've changed it because God's been showing me through my own experience that my original, my original course was for burnt out network marketers. Like I said, that used to be my group of people I was trying to help burnt out network marketers. And I was teaching them how to turn their business and make it into a brand to attract more people to do less work, which this works for that. Okay. This definitely works for that. I recruited a lot of people who just literally came into my funnel, joined my team. I never talked to them before ever, or even knew who they were. So it does work for that. That's my, that's my course that I have up right now that's coming down, but I am redoing it so that we can, no matter what walk of life we're from, whether you're in corporate America, you own your own business, you're unemployed, you are a stay at home mom, whatever you are, this course is going to help you discover who you really are, discover what you need to heal from, discover who your ideal person is, what you would want to do. And then it teaches you how to build it on Instagram to get it all started with what type of profile picture should you use? What should your bio say? So it converts people to following you. What should your highlights be? What should your posting 
columns be? It's going to teach you all of that stuff because in order to make an impact, it starts with there. If you're like, Taryn, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up and I'm a grown up. So we're in big trouble because I'm running out of time. I don't know. I just want to do something. I just feel like there's something there that I'm supposed to be doing. Like, I just, I don't know what it is. I don't get it. If that's you, then that course is going to be 100% for you. And the course is only going to be $111 because I want it to be the starting point for people when they come and listen and they join our community. And when they're like, you know what? I know that I made for more. I have to figure this out. I want to be able to offer them something because right now people come to me and ask me that question and I don't have an answer. I, I don't, I'm not coaching. So I, I can't spend the, the 10 hours I need one-on-one -on -one with you to coach you and to help you through this. One day I'll start coaching again. I don't know when, but I, I'm not doing discovery calls anymore. So I can't, I can't spend time talking to you even for 30 minutes about it and encouraging you and giving you some resources. So the best way for me to reach the masses is to, or the best way to mentor the masses is to do it on a social platform. And so many people have come to me and said, how have you built this? I want to do something like this. Can I do this? I want to quit my job. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to struggle financially anymore. I want to feel on fire for God. I want to love my life. Two years ago, I was journaling saying, I want to end my life. I want to end everything about my life. I hate this life. It's horrible. I would cry to my husband every single night saying, I'm so miserable. I'm so miserable. I just want this to end. I hate my life. I hate this all. And I mean, honestly, like now I'm to a point where I just feel like I have such an abundant whole life wholesome life, feeling so blessed, feeling like I am so anointed and chosen and my belief is on fire and I am creative and I am figuring things out. And just, it was just a small difference. I cannot let any other women die in the Valley. The book that I'm writing is called the Valley where souls go to die, because that's exactly what happens. You were created with this fire, with this source, with this, like we need something more like we need to be connected to God. And I posted in my stories the other day, please go and close the door. I posted in my stories the other day, um, this quote that was just so incredible. And it said something along the lines of humans want more. They're never satisfied with anything because we were created to be something bigger. We were created for something so much larger than what humans have been able to figure out and give us credit for. The human, the human population right now, the world, the average person says, go to, go to school, graduate high school, go get a college degree, go to college, work a decent job, get good benefits. They treat you well. You make decent money. You're making pretty much average what the world is making. You're making about $50,000 a year. It's good money. They treat you decent. So just be happy. Stay there till you're 60 and then retire and live on a fixed income. That's what the, that's what the great human plan is right now. Like that's what they're teaching our kids. If your kid goes to public school right now, that is what they're being taught. That is what they're being taught. That is the reality of where we are. Now it will eventually change. People are waking up. People are seeing, people are realizing that millennials have a different 
mindset that they're, they're want something bigger and they're starting to wake up to that. A lot of people are changing and offering more creative creativity, more freedom in their jobs. Like there are companies that are adapting and are very innovative to this, but a lot of them are still very old school thinking. And so that's not who we were designed to be, to just like, be happy. They treat you decent and you have pretty good benefits. Like that's not what we were created to do. And then some people live their entire life, their entire life in a dead end job that sucks their soul right out of them, which is causing them to have a terrible marriage, which is causing them to have terrible mental health, a terrible mindset, a terrible all over health. People that are miserable in their jobs are pretty much miserable in every area of their life. Or they're about to lose it. They're hanging on to like a little bit of positivity. But if you do something for the majority of your day, it's going to eventually add up and take a toll on you. So the reason why we're never satisfied is because we were created to co-create something huge with God of the whole entire everything. Like that's who we are. And so many times yesterday, women would say something and I could hear their doubt words and what they were saying, some of the speakers. And, um, you know, we can see things in other people, like we can see insecurities in other people. We can see um, poor confidence in other people. We can't really see it in ourselves. We can't really tell if, you know, we're feeling like that all the time, but other people can. And I heard some doubt words, like people were like, I could tell we're just um, kind of like trying to fake it even more like in their belief. Um, but I heard so many women also say things that were so amazing where I just looked at them and thought, do you even know how special you are? Like, do you, like, do they even realize even just every single person who listened to the summit, I was thinking, do they even realize how much God loves them right now and what God is doing to make this all happen for them? Like you weren't on there by mistake. Nobody was on there by mistake. I specifically prayed that God would put people onto the summit who needed to hear what was being said. Bring people who need to hear this. People who are praying for this, make it connect. And so God connected that for you. God connected that and was like, I want her on here. I want her listening to this. I want her seeing this. He loves you so much. He's answering prayers like that. He's answering your cries for help. You have to realize that he is though, that when you're praying for things to change, it might not change in the way that you want it to change. Things might be getting worse before they get better. But if you eliminate distractions and you stay in constant contact with God, you will be able to co-create your life. When you learn about the Bible, you'll be like, oh yeah, okay, this makes so much more sense. You will start to see, you will wake up to this. You will wake up to your calling. You will start to make an impact. This community is so filled with God. And all the time you guys message me, you text me, you call me. And it's just the things that you say, I just, they're total answers to prayers. I, it's total evident that God is here in this community. 
I want every single woman who is listening to this podcast, who wants community so bad. That is like, I just need my people. I need women to pour into me. I need to build relationships. I need to be able to ask questions, to talk openly, to ask for prayer. If you need that, join our calls live. Join our calls live. You don't have to have your camera on. You don't have to talk. You don't have to get on every single Monday, Wednesday, Friday. You don't have to get on right at time and get off at the end. You can pop on for 10 minutes. You can show up as you are. Sometimes when we show up for 10 minutes, we get that nugget of like, oh my gosh, this was just, this was just a breakthrough. Like, this is all I needed. Sometimes you just need that. You just need one thing. Don't let the devil isolate you. Don't let him get you by yourself. Realize that we all need community. We are stronger together. The scripture proves it. And read, if you, if you need somewhere to read in your Bible, start reading Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes, you don't even need a Bible. You can um, just Google it, like the book of Ecclesiastes. And you might not know how to spell it and just do your best and I'm sure it'll pop up. <laughs> E-C-C, so it starts with. Uh, that is such a great place to start reading about community and why we are the way that we are. So thank you so much for being a part of the summit, for showing up, for bringing your energy, for your kind words, for all of it. Um, Ashley said something and it really changed a lot for me. I think maybe it was Ashley, maybe it was Melissa. Um, it was Melissa because I thought that she actually did this for me. My coach, Melissa was a speaker on there too. And she said, think of all the women that have changed your life. The women that have changed your life. Imagine if they didn't believe in themselves and they didn't do the work to be in the position they were to help pour into you. You wouldn't have any of that. So be the woman that someone else needs you to be. Be the person that someone is praying for. There is someone out there who needs what you have. You might not even know what that is, but they need you. You are chosen. You are anointed. You are here on purpose. And if you feel terrible, it's because you just need to spend more time with God. You will get clarity. You will get purpose. He promises. If you seek me with all of your heart, you will find me. You will. It's a promise in the Bible. So experience it for yourself. Don't take my word for it. Don't think, well, Taryn's fired off about this. So I'm just, I'm going to be fired up too. experience God for yourself to get that like tornado feeling inside of you of just abundance and happiness. Like you could just explode or you just start crying because you're so grateful. Do it, do the hard work for you. Do it for your family. Do it for your kids. Do it for your grandkids, your, your great grandkids, your great, great, great grandkids that you'll never meet one day. Do it for them. End the generational curse, start generational wealth, start generational prosperity. That's what we can do. We can end all the curses and bring in the blessings. Thank you for listening and spending your morning with me. I pray that God blesses your day and that he helps you to see the calling that is on your life. Lord, help us to be obedient to what you've called us to do. Help us to walk in our day side by side with you and link with your power instead of trying to do it on our own. We know we cannot do this on our own, although we try. 
please continue to help us and continue to lead us and guide us. We love you so much in Jesus's holy name. Amen. Have a blessed day. Thanks for being here. Oh, and don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Taryn Sarconi so that you can grow with me and you can learn how to get out of the valley, how to stay out of the valley and exactly what to do to have the best life ever in 2022.